Are we on here? Good, 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 good. Well, good morning. We got a skeleton crew here. Everybody's on spring break, which is great for them. I am on spring break myself because everybody is out of the house. This never happens, by the way. I'm never alone, home alone. So I'm on a staycation and I'm loving it. So anyway, uh, today we're going to do similar to what we did last week. We're going to uh, introduce a couple, uh, two couples, uh, so you get to know them a little bit. Um, they're fairly new to the church, and uh, maybe you've met them, maybe you haven't, but I'm going to interview them um, and get to know them a little bit. So let's, let's get started with that. Um, first of all, I want to bring up the Fords, Nick and Holly. So come on up, Nick and Holly. I met Nick at the great banquet when I went through, and uh, here's one for you. He told me how to do this, but I'm sure it's going to go perfect. There's your chair, so ha- let's have a seat here. Let's. Uh... I met Nick at the great banquet, and I'm one of those guys that I feel like I've been to the Bible for a while, since 1990, April of 1990, I've been a Christian, and I've pretty much been pretty serious about it ever since then. So I'm going to this banquet to check it off the list so that Jeremy Chastain would stop bugging me about it. It's funny when we think about what things are and we have no idea, but we have a, we've made some assumptions. Well, Nick is at my table, and I, it's just awesome. So I get to know him, and, and, and he, he tells the story of his, of his life and his, his, his walk, and just fall in love with the guy. And so... You, you get to these these relationships you 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 enter into and you but you some of them you just probably won't see them very often you know you just assume well he shows up here oh and I'm like thank God wow so here we are and so and his lovely wife Holly too so I have some questions you know and and I wanted to kind of use this as a teaching and a real legit interview here it's how do you get into spiritual discussions. And so that's really what we're doing here. It's a little different format for sure, but I like to use the acronym form. And it's and if you write this down or try to remember it or ask me what it is if you forget, it's ask somebody about their family. F. Oh, occupation. What do you, what do, you do? What what's your uh, what's your line of work? Or you know, that generally comes up and that's a natural question that people talk about. R, recreation. What do you do for kicks? That's how I phrase the question. What do you do for fun? And then M is, if I'm feeling pretty comfortable, I'm like, what's your message? What, what do you want me to know about you? Or what's important to you that, that if <laughs> nobody ever asked that question, but since I'm asking, what do you stand for? Or what do you believe in? Or what's important to you? And that's, I ask that, I'm a pretty bold guy. So I'll ask that question and it opens up some discussion. So we're going to start with that. Great. So. And then we'll get into more of the, the, the real questions. But this is just to get to know everybody. So I got questions. <laughs> Tell me about your family. See, open-ended questions. Tell me about kids. And if you get in a conversation, you want to get somebody talking, don't ask them, like, do you have a family? Yes. <laughs> How was your day? Yes. Good. That's what kids do. So I asked, tell me about your family. Um, first off, thanks for having us up here. Uh, we're blessed to be here. My pleasure. Um, it's by no accident, obviously God doesn't do, uh, coincidence or accidents. So, um, but we're blessed to be here. We are blessed to have a, a wonderful family. We have a seven year old boy named Cohen and a five year old daughter named Brinley. So you've probably seen them popping around here and 
and stealing candy from Rusty. And um, but man, we're blessed. Uh, I moved here from um, Washington State probably about twenty years ago, and Holly's from uh, just north of here, a little town called Frankton. I don't know if anybody knows about that, but that's right. Go Eagles. Um, So, yeah, we're uh, uh, we feel like we have family here as well, which is something we love about Leavener and and the feel of this place and the truth and the relationship that comes from here as well. Great. Holly, where are you from? Um, Frankton. Whoa. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Two transplants from Frankton. That's great. And are you originally from Frankton? Are you a hometown girl, not from out of state like Mr. Washington here? Nope. All right. See, there you go. Family. Simple question. Easy answers. (laughs) Now, listen to this. This is cool. Nick, what do you do for work? I I manage some of the shop departments at Chip Ganassi Racing. So we have an IndyCar program, a sports car program, and then down in Charlotte we have a NASCAR program as well. So... Um, spent plenty of years on the road, um, doing pit stops and being a mechanic and, and some of that stuff. So I've been blessed to come off the road a little bit, be able to spend some time with the family and, and manage some of the shop departments there. So great. Cool job, huh? Holly? Mine's not quite as cool as his. Um, I am a private banker at the National Bank of Indianapolis. Okay. Good. Great. Awesome. Recreation. What do you do for kicks? Yeah, you got kids, so probably not. Yeah, not not a lot, but um, I don't know. I, I think we're both relational people, and and so um, if we're gonna do something fun, we like to to do it with other people and, and hang out with friends, and um, not much. Yeah, I mean, I I've had fun coaching Cohen's basketball uh, team this last couple months, and we're going into soccer, and I'm fortunate to be able to coach some of that. So that's that's fun to watch. The kids do some of that stuff. Um, but how about you? I do. I do like to cycle when the weather is not snowing out. That's good. Bicycle uh, or motorcycle? Bicycle, yeah. yeah. Um, I like to run. I don't really like to run, but I like the results for running. So um, I'm training for a half marathon right now. Um, I like to shop, but this Dave Ramsey course is really not helping the fun in that. <laughs> not a big fan of Dave Ramsey. So it it's good, but it is good. She's been doing great. Yeah. Running's fun. I could tell when I see people their face when they're running, they look like they're having a ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But as a coach, I'm sure you had some people running. Oh yeah. A lot of times. Was, oh right? yeah, running's great. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the the M part, the message you know, and that's a tough question when you're in front of it. Mean, I can imagine. I know you guys are listening. This is not the most settled place to be up in front of a group like this with big lights and stuff. <laughs> I get it. That's why I'm so sensitive. So <laughs> if yeah. you have a message that you would like to share that you just would want people to know, or maybe it's a message that has impacted your life, what would you uh, what would you say? Let's let's let Holly go first. I don't know. I I think um, I don't know that I have a, a very clear message, just a, a certain message. But I just think overall, um, realizing that 
Jesus has been in your life before you even realize that he was in your life. Um, and family isn't always blood or what you were given, but, you know, people like you guys are our family and has gotten us pretty far in life. See, that's awesome. Awesome. That's great. Perfect. You know, for me, um, man, I have been blessed throughout my life. Uh, just like she said, God has always been there, whether I've realized it or not. Um, but I think a big part of me um, is identity. So I lost both my parents at a really young age. And so um, I was left, whether I realized it or not, with um, identity problems and, and seeking a father, um, whether physical or, or not. And so obviously, you know, God is our father and he, he always will be. And so for me, Understanding identity has always been something that's um, not been easy, but has come in the recent, you know, probably five, six years of my journey. And so I think if you can realize who you are in Christ and how he sees you is massive, you know, and, and he sees you, um, you know, just like he spoke about in the white snow earlier, um, he sees you as perfect and his child and um saved and redeemed and and so f- it's one thing to say that but it's another to understand your identity and i think that's huge and and when you can grasp that a little bit and really realize it listen god loves me man he doesn't see me for my faults um i, I think that's a big part and and so if i had any message i, I would say that just know and dig into the word and how God sees you and how he loves you. And, and it makes so many other things melt away and not mean anything. Just, you know, whether it's at the enemy trying to beat you up for some of your behavior earlier in the week or, um, you know, and it, and it gives you that peace to not do things on your own either, um, which we all commonly want to do, right? So, Amen. Great. So those were the form questions. And uh, I appreciate you guys sharing and I also know that it's tough. It's tough when God calls you sometimes to something that's uncomfortable. And when you say yes, he always honors it. And so as nervous as you may have been, I think your answers blessed everyone. Would you guys agree? Yeah. And because of the, the faithfulness that when God calls and you answer that call, you know, it, it generally, you know, people support you. They want to support you. So I'm sure, Holly, this was a tough thing coming up here and answering questions. And so I've got just a couple more questions and I wanted to make them easy so that you could relax. So the first question is, knowing the tension between free will and the sovereignty of God, (laughs) when you think of Arminianism and Calvinism, how do you work through the tension in your walk with Christ? (laughs) I'm just kidding. World peace. Uh, it's probably a good it's probably a good thing that everybody's on spring break and it's no coincidence (laughs) that luke and i are on stage so uh rusty's smart like that Uh, (laughs) okay i'm sorry it was a joke all right um here's a question how has jesus impacted your life and your marriage and if you want to put it like kind of succinctly where you could say 
man, here's specifically how he's done it in some ways that would be easy for the for the folks to understand. But uh, what would what would you say in that situation? In that question, how has God impacted our lives and our marriage? And your marriage too. Like, yeah. so if you had it and it's kind of connected, there would be. Yeah. I mean, I think it's completely connected. Um, I think He always has and continues to to bless us and affect us, and uh, He's brought us through many trials, tribulations, from um, addiction to adultery to um, any number of things, um, big ticket items. That, mm. um, but we've been blessed. I think we both realize that our marriage is founded in him and uh that's the only way we've been able to get through these things um um he's drawn us together for a reason and i'm so glad that he's blessed me with holly she's amazing and and the rock of our family for sure um so uh, it's an infinite number of things i feel like i don't you know i don't feel like there's just one or two big ticket items but he continues to bless us uh, on a daily basis um whether it's jobs or financials or you know um all these things but it's been massive it's the only way we've made it to be honest with you that's great sounds great um i think it's the same it goes back to he's been with us all the way through and before we even knew him um i didn't grow up going to church but i was blessed enough to get into with the right families and friends that kind of got me there and i knew that's the life i wanted so um, I went through the motions. I went to church. I did what I was supposed to do. And it wasn't until the great banquet that I learned it was more than just going to church. And it was about that relationship. So that was a huge turning point for me. And then finding a church that aligned with that same thing has been a major blessing. So That's really good. I've heard a lot of that where there's a catalyst sometimes where it's it's this thing called the great banquet that a lot of us folks have gone to. And um, you know, it's an event. It's a non. It's not a church event. It's not a pastor that leads it. It's, it's a. It's a lay event, which means non-pastoral, full-time people run it. And so, a lot of the folks in this room and the people that come here normally have been through it. I think it's been a nice catalyst, and it has. It's a great way to jumpstart. So, um, thank you both. Seriously, that that was great, and I, I I was blessed by it. I could. I I don't know you very well. I know I know Nick pretty well, but it's a nice start. So. And that was fun putting you on the spot like that. So well, thanks for having us. We love being here. Yeah. All right. If you would just surrender your mics and Absolutely. be careful when you step down, there's a cord there. That would be real embarrassing if you were to trip. So I feel like Merv Griffin up here. All right. So uh, interesting. We got another couple here, uh, but before they come up, I just kind of want to, I want to see what I heard there and what I might be able to kind of peel off in the, uh, you know, knowing Nick's story, I can tell you that partly, and you hear about God's forgiveness, I think people get that, and they really get settled with that forgiveness from God, but, you know, in order to really move forward, you've got to be able to forgive yourself, and I'll tell you that if you don't align your thoughts with God, you can condemn yourself in the midst of being forgiven by God Himself through Jesus, and I, I just met a guy that literally praised the, the God for forgiveness and uh, spoke of it and was confident in it. But then something triggered him and went into this conversation when it was a group discussion and melted down, just shut down. Come to find out he hadn't forgiven himself. And so how do you, how do you answer that question? 
And so we had some guys in this situation that were pretty spiritual and they were able to help guide us through this discussion. And the, and the guy, we, we, the message to him was, don't hold yourself in a higher court than Jesus does. If He's forgiven you, you are forgiven indeed. Try to align your viewpoint with His viewpoint. We talk about how clean the snow is and the, you know your sins are forgiven. Well, what do you have faith that you're forgiven? And can you forgive yourself and see yourself like Jesus sees you? That's sometimes a big step for people who uh, are, are kind of ashamed of some of the things they've done or you know what they've not done. Or you know, in this guy's case, it was what he's not done. And I watched God restore that over the last two weeks. He went down to visit his daughters and reconciled with both of them. And they were, he was sending me pictures, and he was so fearful of that trip that it wouldn't go well, and it went, it couldn't have gone better. So anyway, praise God. Speckmans, come on up. Let's be careful now. That 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 cord there, that could be a hazard. That's an OSHA violation for sure. And I got it. We got to watch out for Rusty. You know, there's laws that we got to respect. All right. This is Dell and Shelley Speckman. All right. Um, I've known Dale for years, uh, or of Dale, I should say. Uh, we were in the same type of business. He's a workhorse in that business. He's been in it a long time. He'll share that as we form him up. <laughs> but really, Shelly, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family? So, um, yeah, I'm Shelly Speckman, and uh, I am not from Indianapolis, but um, I met Dale at a wedding um, in 1988. And I, I'm from the East Coast, and uh, we had a little bit of a long-distance relationship. And then I said, I'm moving to Indianapolis. And my friend said, where is that? Cause, <laughs> so I had to explain, you know, Ohio. Were you the ring girl or what in this <clears throat> wedding that you went to? In- oh, uh, I, I was the maid of honor, and he actually sang at the wedding. In 1980, 1988. I'm doing the math. It's not making sense to me. You look younger than that. I know. It's true. We do look younger. (laughs) I'm not buying you lunch. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, So, uh, and then uh, we ended up getting married, and uh, we have two kids. We have a 22-year-old boy, Luke, and then we have an 18-year-old daughter, Hannah. Awesome. Awesome. Good. From Indiana, Indianapolis, did you say? I forgot. I wasn't listening. Sorry. Me? Yeah. Were you originally from? No, I'm from the East Coast. So I grew up in Connecticut until I was 13, Hawaii 13 to 16, upstate New York 16, then uh, through high school, college, and Jersey, and then I met Dale. It's important to listen when you're having a conversation. (laughs) But don't be so prideful that you can't ask the same question twice and admit it. Okay? Everybody, it puts everybody at ease. (laughs) All right. Occupation. Oh, well, when I'm looking at that, that means Dale's question. Okay, Dale. You don't want to know where I'm from? I know where you're from. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they don't. Oh, yeah. Where are you from? <laughs> right here, Indianapolis, Indiana. That's, right. that's that's about it. That's right. Real exciting. A, a cathedral area guy. Yes. Right? Well, my entire family, other than my mother, went to Broderpool, but I defected and went to cathedral. You were, were You weren't a Catholic then, right? No, but every even still to this day, there's many people that think I am Catholic just because 98% of my friends are Catholic. You obviously so, don't have a problem with them. I don't. You work with a lot no, they may have That's a problem good. with me. I wouldn't doubt that for a second. <laughs> um, I, I love Dale. I, we joke together, and he's just a fun guy to, to hang around. 
and uh, get after each other a little bit. But uh, occupation-wise, uh, what do you do, Dale? Uh, I do a few different things, actually. So I own a uh, facility, a sport performance facility, where we work with kids nine and up, um, strength and um, speed and agility. Um, we also are a baseball and softball facility where I'm a hitting instructor, both baseball and softball. And I also coach Cathedral's freshman baseball team. Wonderful. Shelly, what is your bailiwick? I'm in sales. Mm-hmm. What do you sell? I just made a job change. I sell technology. Uh, so I sold t- um, technology to help organizations manage their background screening for 12 years. And now I work for Indeed. So I help with sourcing of employees into organizations. Connecting people with jobs. Great. Yeah. All right. What do you do for kicks? What what's what does Dale do if he could just go out and have fun and do his thing? What would you do? Um, I would say my two big things are golf and um, going to concerts. I love music, obviously, um, and I'm an avid golfer, though I am absolutely horrible. And uh, but I'm starting to break a hundred finally. Mm-hmm. But I love to golf, um, and I love music, and I like doing. Um, uh, I like being outdoors, um, but I've had some knee issues over the last couple of years that have kind of kept me from that. But um, I had my knee replaced, and I think that's going to be back in my future here soon. So that's what I like to do. Sounds like you just started performing, too. I mean, I think if you practice, you'll get a little better at it. Um, <laughs> that could be a good hobby for you, I think. So That's kind of like a, another job, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Uh, I look at you. Like, yeah. Like Social cues. Yeah. I uh, so uh, Dale's the fun one. I like to get things done. I'm a project person, so I like to get things done. But if I had a perfect day, I'd be like hiking in the mountains. We don't live near the mountains, but I might take my dogs for an hour walk and mm-hmm. listen to a book. And uh, uh, again, getting things, ch- checking, checking, checking boxes. off things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like that at my house. I'm kind of the workhorse. My wife sort of just hangs out. <laughs> I'm like a type That's A. That's reversed with us. I'm a type A, you know, project guy. I do most of the child rearing myself. I, I don't want to talk about me, though. It's just not about me. It's about you. Um, she's listening, so that's pretty funny. But she's in New York, so I don't care. Uh, M, message. What do you, What message do you, you... Dale, you're new at this fired up Christian thing. I mean, I, I'm telling you, every now and then you watch God just light a fire and, and hit a hit a circuit breaker. Um, Shelly could tell you if it's legit or not, if it's that cool at home, but, um, you know, as far as, I'm oh, just kidding. Um, how, tell me about that. Tell me about your message. What do you got to say? Um, well, I was fortunate enough to grow up in a, a great church and um, have, you know, strong Christian parents. Um, but, I got caught up in the world. I should I should say I became of the world, and um, I did that whole thing. You know, high school is bare to try to navigate um, and stay true to your faith um, because you just kind of fall in and start following the leader, and the leaders aren't always that great. Um, and I continued that path, even though I tried to make it, you know, back to where I knew I needed to be and should be. Um, but I would continue to run and I thought that's where the fun was. And I thought that's where, what living was all about where, but really all that did was just bring pain and sorrow, um, put a strain on our marriage. And, um, 
I knew for a while. Um, I quit drinking like a year and three months ago. Um, and um, I'd wrestled with that for a long time. And I wasn't like an everyday drinker. I was just a weekend warrior. And um, But, man, I went at it hard and um, on the weekends. And, you know, I just thought that was fun. And it's what we did with our buddies and yada, yada, yada. But I never really felt quite right about that. And it put an awful strain on our uh, – on our relationship. So, um, man, I woke up one morning, said, I'm done with that. And I, I now know that God did that in my life to clear my mind because when I finally went to the great banquet, which was about nine or 10 months later, man, I was able to receive it and really understand that God was smacking me across the face several times. And, but with my clear head and living more of a clean life, and I'm certainly not against people that want to have a beer on the weekend or wine or whatever you do. I, I'm not speaking out against that. But for me, it wasn't the right thing. But, man, it, it finally got me to where I needed to be and where I could grasp it and open the door and let him in. Um, and since then, you know, I am certainly not perfect. I'm an immature Christian, um, which you'll hear if you ever go to the great banquet. Um, but I'm learning and, um, I fight every day to, to be better. Um, I mean, you know, it's just like language and things when you get in a certain group of people, it's, it's kind of hard. It's constant spiritual warfare, but man, I'm in such a good place. Our marriage is in the best place. I think it's probably ever been. Um, and I get, I, I'm a big softy, like I said, but, um, I'm just really, really happy with, Jesus in my life and trying to learn how to drive that vehicle, um, which is pretty tough when you've been gone for so long. But uh, like I said, I'm getting better at it every day and I'm, I'm practicing um, and learning more about the Bible and things like that. Um, so, and what it's done in our relationship is just amazing. And she, she's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I'm just so glad that we're closer. Dude, that stuff right there you're doing gets you brownie points. I'm telling you, that's <laughs> good, solid. That's no, solid actually, she's like, you're such a blubbering idiot. Now, chill, Shelly. Yeah. How about you? What's your message? And I would, I tell you, it's interesting sometimes when when people find Jesus, their life changes like dramatically in some ways. And you know, in some ways, you still got that. You still got that same flesh, you know, that you're dealing with and the familiarity of the personality and the person you're, you've been married to. But what, what's your message? You seem to sound like you've been the, a consistent one and um, steady Eddie, kind of like my wife. You are my wife in our relationship. I was just joking earlier, but I, I'm that dynamic uh, change guy. Like I, I, I throw a lot of stuff at my wife and uh, she, she takes it pretty, pretty good. But what's your message in your walk with Christ? And then how have you dealt with the changes there and how is that? maybe impacted your marriage and you? Uh, okay. So I went to the great banquet. Dale went to the great banquet in November and he, at, and he sponsored me for the great banquet a couple of weeks ago, I guess. Um, so what I learned is um, I was living in grace, obviously saved by grace, but I didn't really understand my identity in Christ. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand who I am. And I think the only way for me to know that is to get into the Word. So I've committed to getting in and actually reading the Bible, and it's really relevant, and it's, like, amazing. So that's, for me, helped me personally. 
Perfect. Um, yeah. That is great. Well, thank you both. I think that's that's really kind of the, the time we have. We've we've gone. Uh, you know, we're right on on the dot there, and so I got some cool things I want to I want to say to the crew. Anyway, can I just so. say one last thing though, Dale? When you start talking, <laughs> sometimes it goes on. It and won't on. go on. I just want people to know that like this was not set up as a commercial for the great banquet. I think both couples just happen to have that in common. But man, if you ever do get a chance to do that, it is an unbelievable catalyst. And I'm so glad that I said yes. And I've seen, I've asked a lot of people to go to it that, you know, give excuses and you can just see them like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I'm like, I got to do this and I got to do that, man. Clear your schedule for a weekend if you've never been. And it, it is an unbelievable blessing. So that's all I got to say. Agreed. Agreed. Good stuff. And that was your catalyst too. I think that's Big God was working on him and I've heard a story and Happened to run in one of the coolest cats I've ever met out of the blue that gave you the invitation. And it was just a divine appointment. So here's the thing. I think you were in a, a position where you had to, you wanted to make changes. God was calling you and he provided a way. He provided the relationships and the doors to walk through. Yep. And uh, praise God for that. You guys are a blessing, both of you. Thank so, you. Thank you. So are you. Yeah. Go ahead and turn those mics off if you don't mind right there. And. Uh, walk those to the back for me, if you don't mind. Um, we're, we're really out of time, and we're, I'm going to let you guys go. But um, I'll, I'll tell you, I had, I had a blessing happen to me uh, a couple this week. You know, being, being alone, you get more time to think. And you're also challenged with what you do with your time when your time's not being demanded of or you've got people coming at you. But, you know, I had... I had a so the, the the basketball game was on last night. Of course, my my dish gets covered with snow and it goes out. So I'm watching it on on a delay on my iPad, and I'm talking to my wife who's in New York who's seen it real time. So we're a minute apart. So I'm, I'm I said if something good happens, go ahead and say it. If it doesn't, nothing. If something bad happens, don't say it because we're getting down to the final. So it was kind of like I had foreknowledge, you know, but. I didn't want to hear anything bad that was going to happen. So anyway, they lost, which was horrible. But I called my son afterwards, and I've got a son, Isaiah. And Isaiah just last, he's, he's in college now in Cincinnati. Last year, he was starting to get, um, right before he left, starting to be interested in spiritual things. Now, he's, a, he's eight, I think he's 19, 18, 19. So he's a big guy. He's a football player, kind of has everything going for him, you know, and but He's in, God's calling him and he's answering the call and he's moving forward and he's saying things that were indicators. And he said, yeah, I've been praying for Noah, you know, which is another one of our sons, you know, he was, Noah was strong with something. And we were like, whoa, what? And I, I, we looked at each other. We're like, like, legit praying, like praying to Jesus. So, but, so he's been studying. He's got a Bible. He's starting to grow. Uh, Ryan McCall is meeting with him every now and then. Some neat things are happening. Um, but God's doing it. And as a parent, when you see one of the people you love, or especially your children, start to connect with the, the one that you connect with and what's more, most important to you, it is overwhelming. It is wonderful. So last night I said, uh, I said, we started talking and we were, we were just got on the spiritual things and having a spiritual discussion with your children is, is about to me is that's heaven. That, that's as good as it gets. Now, I've got seven, so I'm one for seven that I know of. I think the other ones are sort of open or kind of, but not like, not like him where he's taking the initiative. So I said, hey, 
you know, we have peace with God. You know that, right? He goes, he goes, we've got, you know, grace and peace. I go, why do, why do you, why do you think Paul says grace and peace in that order? Which is a question. It was a test because he'd studied, we'd been studying through Romans and he said, well, you can't have the one without the other. I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, you can't have peace with God without the grace of God. That's why Paul says it first. And I'm like, oh, yes, such a blessing. So anyway, I wanted to share a verse before we close out here. Um, actually, a couple verses. So I've been in the Word lately, and you heard Shelley talk about the Bible. Listen, you have plenty of opportunity at this church to connect with Bible studies and people that are studying the Bible and people that want to, to help you study the Bible if you're not. I would challenge you to, if you even have an inkling or God's calling you, start moving in that direction and see what happens. Um, but this is a verse, I was in Philippians, and you know, I just want to talk about Jesus for just a second, but I'm not even going to talk about it, I'm just going to read it. It says, but whatever things were gained to me, those things have, uh, I have counted as loss for the sake of Christ. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. And then one more verse, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. My whole goal, I try to be funny and everything, but I, I got to tell you, my heart is that Christ is glorified today in this, in this session or this time that we've had together. And that you have see, you can see the work of Jesus in, in um, the Fords and in the Speckmans and, and in your life and um, get in relationships and share that because it just, it just grows us into Jesus Christ. So let's pray together. Let's close out. Lord, we praise your name. We thank you that uh, you have sent your son, Jesus. And as we go into the Christmas or the uh, Easter season, that you help us to get a new picture of, of, of your son and what you've done and help us to know Jesus. Help us to know him intimately. Um, and uh, we're all in the process. We're, we're either in a relationship or in the process of that. And if we're in that relationship, help us to, to get to know you and get to know you in a deeper way, and help us to encourage one another to that same end. And uh, we pray all the glory and honor in your name. Amen.